The opposite of faith is sight. You be you you deal with fear, still have faith. But you, if you can see something, you don't have to believe in it. Oh yeah, some of y'all protective of what you see, but you ain't as protective of what you hear. In fact, I'm going to tell you right now, I think what you hear is a bigger door than what you see. Oh, y'all ain't nobody helping me today. Huh? What? What you hear? Listen, some of y'all are listening to people questioning pastors who have made a decision to worship again. On the flip side, some of you super faith people, that's what you call yourself, but that's really a disguise for a super judgmental person who's entertaining, listening, and speaking against pastors who have made the decision to not worship again. Can I tell you something right now? Until you are the pastor of the church, why don't you just shut your mouth about the decision of the pastor because you don't have a clue what the pastor is going Shut your mouth. If you ain't never been a pastor, you don't know the weight of being a pastor. In my congregation, I got baby Christians. I got seasoned veterans. I got people who are in perfect health. I got people who are battling pneumonia, battling breathing issues, battling high blood pressure, battling everything. But they're still pushing through. They're still praising God. So why don't you just zip it up, man, because you ain't got a clue what you're talking about. I was supposed to be life-giving on the day back. Was that life-giving? Yeah. Just going to make sure it was life-giving. Yeah. Life-giving, see? Yeah. See, both, I said see, and both of them said amen. Yeah. I like that. You are being bombarded yeah. by negative, hyped-up, yeah. fear-mongering. Yeah. You are being hit daily from the media. For the most part, listen, I got to tell the truth. The media and most political figures are anti-church, anti-God, and anti-faith. Zuckerberg, you going to ban me? Go ahead. You are being asked to conform to the image of the world. And no longer the image of Christ. In fact, oh, you better hear this preacher. You're being you're being programmed to return not just to an image of the world, but they are trying to return you to your former image. Are y'all hearing me? Listen, I used to be, I used to live in fear. I used to live in condemnation. I used to live in guilt. But for those who are in Christ, there is no condemnation. Oh my God, are you hearing me? For those who are in Christ, are blessed going in and blessed coming out. Don't you try to condemn me. I'm not, you can't condemn me. You run your mouth, but it don't matter. Can't touch this. No, 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 no. Can't touch this. See, you're at, you're being you're you're being drugged back to BC before Christ. Your name, you want your name to be in the Lamb's Book of Life, but the world is trying to teach you to operate as if it's not. Let me tell you what my Bible tells me. My Bible tells me, first, many are led by the Spirit of God. He's given them power to become the sons of God. Woo, the daughters of God, the children of God. Somebody ought to shout right now, I'm a child of God. Romans chapter 12, verse 2 says this. Do not be conformed to this world. 
Oh, y'all heard this before, but I'm like Jesus. He that has an ear to hear, let him hear. You've heard it before, but it's time for you to hear it. Do not be conformed to this world, but shall be transformed by the renewing of mind. And watch this. If you do that, watch what Paul says. You can prove what is good and acceptable and the perfect will of God. But you cannot do that if you are conformed to the world. Now I'm not talking about that does not mean and I am not saying that that does not mean to take health recommendations serious. If I, didn't, if I didn't believe that, if I wasn't going to do that, if I wasn't going to flow in what was suggested in us, I would not have every leader that you're going to come in contact with today wearing a mask. Everybody that's going to touch something that you're going to touch wearing gloves. And right now, even as I speak, the bathrooms and the doorknobs are being wiped down again. Why? Because we care about you and we love you and we want to protect you. Huh? You saw where's your faith? Well, let me ask you this. If you walked outside or walking down the street, you walk past an alley and people had guns out and they're hiding behind two dumpsters and they're having a shootout, why don't you walk right in the middle of them and tell them to stop? Why, why are you staying away from the bullets? Because it makes sense that if you, if you don't get in the line of the bullets, you don't get shot. And if there ain't no virus on the doorknob, you can't get it. Faith people, watch this, it's going to mess some of y'all's theology up. Faith people still get sick. Faith people still die. Holy Ghost, tongue-talking, devil-casting out faith men and women still get diagnosed with incurable diseases. I don't understand it, but the reality is this. We believe in miracles and healing, but we also got common sense. So this ain't, so don't you twist my words. And try to make it sound like I'm telling you that if you if you do this and this because of what's been suggested, you're operating in fear. No, you got to make the decision for your own house. Can I tell you something? You can't come in my house and tell me how to run my house. I'm not going to come in your house and tell you how to run yours. But I can tell you this. When you come in this house, I'm the father of this house. Y'all didn't get it. I don't know about you. But... There's never been a time that I'm not more that I'm more determined to prove to this world what is good and acceptable and the will of God. I'm not talking about people not taking health recommendations here, but I'm talking about people who are blindly just believing. Oh, can I tell the truth today? Blindly just believing and conforming to everything a politician, every health leader says without ever consulting God and without ever consulting the word of God. I'm telling you right now, thank God for the president. Thank God for the health, whatever they call that task force. Thank God for all the people that's advising him. But I'm going to tell you one day when I stand before God, I'm not going to answer to whether I did what this one said or that one said. I'm going to hear, well done, Dr. Here's how you know where your mind is. Are you consumed with making sure your candidate wins in November because your life will be better? Or are you just praying for God, whoever God puts in, you're still going to be who you are? Can you, as a Republican, can you be who God called you to be with a Democrat president? If you can't, I don't know if you're a Christian. Flip the same thing. I don't even know which one I said, but vice versa. Huh? Some of y'all can't even praise God because of who's in office. What is wrong with you? You have conformed your mind to a world that has made you believe that your source is on Pennsylvania Avenue. I got news for you. Your source is not on Pennsylvania Avenue. Your source, my God, is on He's, he's, his throne sits at the corner of Shundai Boulevard and the Kunda Street. My God, that's old school picture right there. He's in, the, he's in heaven. Every good and perfect gift cometh down from the Father of light. I know who my source is. 
Are y'all having fun being back in church again? Woo! Do not be conformed. Let me tell you something about that conform. That word conform, now it's going to take the Holy Ghost to help me say this word. In the original, it's, I'm just going to say shandala. Because when I look at it, it says sikabostizo. Sikamatizo. Glory to Sikamatizo. Don't you be sikamatizo to this world. But here's what it means in your strong support. Watch this to it. He says, don't, don't be this. Don't be this. This is what it means. To conform oneself, i.e., one's mind. I'm just reading directly from Strong's. And character to another pattern or to fashion oneself according to. So you understand what Paul's saying now, right? Do not allow yourself in your mind to be fashioned and your character to follow after the pattern of a world that hates God. Didn't Jesus say we're supposed to be salt and light? Heaven knows if there's ever been a time we need to shine, it's now. How many knows if there's ever been a time this world needs a little Holy Ghost flavor? I don't know why I can't ever preach about this verse without going flavor. But I can't. Look at somebody. Is it gun salute? Why can I not remember that? Is it called gun salute? Did I finally get it? Finger gun. Finger gun. Finger gun. Finger gun. Finger gun. Finger gun. I, I love how some of y'all got sides holding up. One of y'all need to make sides just got a picture of this going. Finger gun. <laughs> flashing on the side up there. She's flashing on the screen up there too. Finger gun. It's awesome. I don't even know what I was talking about. I'm moving on. Finger gun your neighbor and tell him I love you. Flavor, that's right. Flavor! Oh, yeah, don't get me started on the sweet. I love this little sweet, y'all. Y'all might hate that because I love it a little sweet. The sweet, going down the banister. Don't be conformed. Where Ruby at? She here today. She here today. Back here. Ruby, I did not take my medicine today. I just want you to know right now, I did not take my medicine. She always act like it. She always said, you didn't take your pill this morning, did you? <laughs> oh, you don't know about the act right pill? I didn't, I didn't want you to know about it. You made me take it every day. Don't be conformed to this world, but be what? Transformed. Oh, I love this word. The word transform in the original is the word metamorphosis. Can you, can you realize what we got out of that one? That's where we get our word metamorphosis. It means to change into another form, to transform or to transfigure. In other words, it says, not only do I not want you to fashion your integrity, your character, your walk, According to a world that hates God. But I want you, because you used to be a part of that world. I want you to be born again and be transformed into a completely different figure and person. To where when even people get around you, they know some kind of metamorphosis has happened. Huh? Look at your neighbor and tell them, you was a caterpillar. Crawling on the ground. But now you a butterfly, and you can go anywhere you want, huh? Now watch this. I'm y'all know this. If y'all don't know this, I need to make it very clear. I am very, very confident in my manhood. I need to say that before I say what I'm about to say, because y'all gonna question me what I'm about to say. I am a man. I know I am a man, and there ain't no doubt about the fact that I am a man. But I love butterflies. My wife knows it. I love a man. I will cry. I will cry if a butterfly sits on my finger. I will weep. I'm not kidding. She knows it. She knows it. Just this past weekend, 
We was we were hanging out with our family. Things were winding down. She looked at me. She goes, "Baby, baby, I just saw a butterfly. What does that mean? What what's happening? What's the Lord saying?" She's mocking me, y'all. She's making fun of me because she'll she'll tell she'll tell you there's just something about them, man. I love them. My mama loved them all her life. I'm sure they had something to do with it. But the reality is this: when I look at them, I try to remember. That is not the way they've always looked. I'm telling you, y'all. It preaches. A butterfly will preach. The caterpillar came into this world, conformed to this world, crawling on the on the dirt, just letting anybody just step on. But a butterfly said, no, I can't touch this. That's a tweetable moment right there. Some of y'all are going to tweet something like, my pastor's deep. He preached on butterfly. You ought to visit my church. Don't be conformed, but be transformed. How are you transformed? The next step, he says, by the renewing. Everybody say renewing. Now, this next word, being a Star Wars fan, you'll get this. Only Star Wars fans will get this. It's the word anachinosis. Did all my Star Wars fans get that one? I mean, immediately just said, may the force be with you. Anachinosis. And it means a renewal, renovation. Huh? A complete change for the better. See, as a believer, every day we are renewing, we are renovating, we are changing for the better. We should be going forward, not backwards. Are you hearing me? I don't care how old you are. I mean, you're so I'm getting old, I need to slow down. Who told you that lie? Who told you that lie? In fact, listen, if there's any time, if you, if you are able to move, you need to move more when you're older than when you were younger. Because the moment you start shutting down and stop, that's when you're probably going to die. Hmm? All folks my age and, and, and older, just always, I got amens all over this house. Praise God. I saw it. Mind. By the renewing of your, everybody say mind. Mind. The word mind is the word noose. Not noose, nose. N-O-U-S. Nouse something. It means this. I didn't say nouse because it sounded like mouse. The, the, this is what it means. It means the intellect Compromising alike the faculties of perceiving and understanding, and those of feeling, judging, determining, and it is the intellectual faculty. In other words, the understanding. So when you're not conformed to this world, but you are transformed by the renewing of your mind, your understanding of the world changes. Huh? See, you will begin to see things that nobody else can see. You will begin to hear things that nobody else can hear. Because you change the lock on your doors. See, judgment who's had free reign to come and go in your mind, when you renew your mind, shows up and can't figure out why it can't get in. Oh, y'all didn't hear that. Some of y'all some of y'all used to be in a relationship and you had to put them out. And you don't put them out so many times, they thought, oh yeah, whatever, I'll just go out and hang out with the guys or the, or the girls and I'll just come back. And all of a sudden they show back up and they can't get back in and they screaming why can't I get in and you screaming through the door cause I changed the locks you deadbeat I'm done with you I want to tell the devil when I gave my life to Jesus Christ when I studied the Bible I changed the locks man you ain't bringing that mess back up to me there is no con hey let me tell you something about the mind. The mind is the battlefield of your life. 
if you can win the war here, it's won. It's won. So what does the media do? Constant. Listen to me. You better get that spirit of offense off of you. Here's what the media does constantly. No matter who you are, they are trying to get in the door. Well, I'm telling you right now, I'm thankful that the restaurants are reopening. I'm thankful that the retail places are reopening. I'm thankful that your jobs are reopening. I'm thankful that the local church buildings are reopening. But I got news for you. I refuse to reopen the doors that I shut to the devil a long time ago. I'm not going back. I'm going forward. Nothing I've ever done is bigger than the grace of God. I am forgiven. Some of you ought to praise him like you're forgiven. Some of you ought to praise him like you ain't going back. Sit down, you crazy Holy Ghost people in the middle of a pandemic. And we're going to praise God no matter what's going on. See, see, it's one thing when I talk to y'all. It's another thing to know that everything I'm saying is going out online. But I'm gonna, so, I'm, so, I'm, so I'm trying to make sure that I understand that, I, that I'm flowing with the integrity of the leadership. But let me just go ahead and tell you right now. Let me just go ahead and tell you. If you think this is the last attempt to shut us down then you need to go back and do some more mind renewing. Because I got news for you. If the devil thinks all he's got to do is this, this, and this, and he can shut the house of God down, you better believe he's going to try it again. You, you, you better know, we better be praying, we better be fasting, we better be seeking God, we better be declaring some things, because the devil's coming. But I got news for the devil. Woo, greater is he that's within me, that's he that's within the world. I got news for you, devil. Oh my God, the Bible tells me in the last days, there's going to be a revival. He's going to pour out his spirit on all flesh. I'm a part of that revival. Oh, you might deceive soul. You might pull some away. But you can't touch solid rock. You can't touch the Raglan house. See, you got to guard the gate, the door, the entrance. I call them the three eyes. Excuse me, the three E's. I saw the word eyes. I mean, the three E's. The eyes, the ears, and your environment. See, if I really want to put it in order of significance, I would put environment first. Because your environment that you allow yourself to walk in, dwell in, and live in will determine what gets into your eyes and your ears. If, listen, you hang around negative people, you're going to be negative. Because it's going to get in you. You hang around positive people, you'll be positive. Because it's going to get in you. You hang around Jesus people, you're going to act like Jesus. Because it's going to get in you. How much time I got? I got 11.25, you're taking medicine. Admit it, y'all missed that joke. Admit it. They just turned the mic off on me. Praise God. Now, now I'm, I'm coming to a close. What? <laughs> Delight said we missed that joke too. <laughs> come to church, right? Amen. Now, I'm, I'm going to tell you something. Now, I'm not going to break it down and get deep, deep to theological, but I'm going to tell you something. In this time, more people have read the book of Revelation probably than any time in our history. But can I tell you something about the book of Revelation? The book of Revelation don't tell you anything about what we're going through right now. I'm sorry. It will tell you about the time and the season of the end time. 
But the book of Revelation does not deal with COVID-19. All right, so if you're trying to find COVID-19 specifically in the book of Revelation, let me help you. You're wasting your time. Here's what happens when people during these times read the book of Revelation. I'm going to try to help some of y'all. I promise you this is it. Man, come down this mountain. Watch this. They read the book of Revelation because they're try, they, they skip all the way over to the verses of judgments and bowls and trumpets and fire and brimstone and, you know, wormwood and, you know, all these kind of things. Mark of the beast, image of the beast. That's great. I love teaching the book of Revelation. But you always do yourself a disservice if you start reading in chapter 4 and beyond because of events that are going to happen during the tribulation period. You always do yourself a huge disservice by not reading the first three chapters of Revelation. Because the first three chapters of Revelation tell you what the book of Revelation is really about. It's not called Revelation because it's the revelation of end times events. It's called the revelation because it's called the revelation of Jesus Christ. The testimony of Jesus is a spirit of prophecy. So it starts by showing John says, I was in a place of isolation. I was in a, y'all hear that? I was in a place of quarantine. I was in a place of isolation. I was in a place that felt hopeless and I was by myself in no way to get out. But I was in the spirit. Read your Bible. He says, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day. And I got caught up and I began to see some things. And God begins to show him the book of Revelation. So before he ever shows tribulation, before he ever shows Antichrist, before he ever shows Mark of the Beast, before he ever shows horsemen and, and all these other things that could go on and on and on, the first thing he shows John is the church. He speaks, watch this, to the seven churches, what some known as the seven churches of Asia. These were actual seven churches of Asia Minor of that area that exist in that time. But the key thing you've got to get is this. Is he speaks not to the churches. He speaks, the Bible says in the King James, to the angel of that church. That word angel is the word of messenger or to the pastor of that church. So he's speaking to the authority figure of that church. And he begins to speak directly to the things that are going on in that church. He, he will speak commendations. He'll, he'll tell them the things they're doing good. And to most of them, he'll speak uh, about the things that they're not doing good. That they need to repent of. Oh, and by the way, Jesus was not afraid to use the word repent. Why are preachers? Thank you. Now, those that study scripture, stay with me for just a minute. I know I was supposed to already let y'all be gone by now, but I, I got to finish this. It's this. It is, I believe, an absolute proven theological fact when you when you study history of the church and the seven churches and you will see a perfect progression that not only are these seven actual churches but these represent seven stages and ages of the church from the initial church in Acts chapter 2 all the way to what will be the final generation of the church, the dispensation of the church, if you will, when the Lord returns and begins to set in the, the, the things of motion into motion. The events are going to happen after that fulfillment of the destination or the dispensation. Are you hearing me? Still with me? Wave your hand in there. Come on. Come on. That's the... That's the quarantine way of high-fiving, y'all. Come on, praise God. Watch this. Now, listen. When you get all the way to the end, the last two churches, six and seven, are very prominent. I say I'm not going to read all of it. I don't think I am. Maybe I will. <laughs> Revelation chapter 3, verse 14, deals with the final generation. It's called the Church of Laodicea. How many's ever heard of it? Say amen. 
Those who never heard of it, listen to what it said. To the angel of the messenger of the church of the Laodiceans, write these things, says the amen, the faithful and the true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. He's talking about himself. I know your works, that you are neither hot nor cold. I could wish that you were hot or cold. So then, because you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will vomit you out of my mouth. Jesus said that? Because you say, I am rich, have become wealthy, and have need of nothing, and do not know that you are really wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked. I counsel you to buy for me, gold refined in the fire. That you really might be rich in white garments. That you may be clothed. That the shame of your nakedness may not be revealed. Anoint your eyes with eyesalve that you may see. As many as I love, I'll rebuke and chasten. Therefore, be zealous and repent. Look at verse 20. Behold, I stand. At the what? Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and dine with him and he with me. When it gets to the very end, y'all, it's going to be bad. It's going to look bad. You think your freedoms are being attacked on now? You don't understand what's coming. I'm telling you, this ain't a, this ain't a fear statement, but out there, it's going to get worse before it gets better. You're not going to hear positive things from people in decisions. You're going to hear nothing but negative. And I'm going to tell you, not all are being motivated, motivated by this, but can I just be clear and tell you, there are forces at work behind the scenes that are being motivated for one thing and one thing only, to control every aspect of your life. They want to control where you go, what you watch, what you listen to, and where you go to worship. That God said, in the midst of all of the, pen, the, the chaos and pandemonium, if you just shut up and be quiet, if you just get away from the noise, you'll hear something. Who is it? It's me. Who's that? I ain't heard your voice in a long time, so I don't recognize you. He said, yeah, I know all about that. Who is it? I'm Jesus. The one that was and is and is to come that ain't moved by circumstances. Why don't you open up and let me in? Does that church sound familiar to y'all? Where is the fire in the church? Where is the passion? Where is the commitment to serve him? I tell you, some of y'all, can I be real with you? When the last time we come together, many, many months and weeks before that, you, you, I'm, I'm saying this in love, but you can do anything but come in here and sit down in the pew. But let me tell you why. You appreciate the house of God now more than you ever have. And you appreciate the opportunity. You, you start thinking about people standing at the door. You start thinking about people checking your babies in. You start thinking about people that parked your car. You start thinking about somebody hands you a worship God. And you start seeing all those things change and go away. Number one, you miss them. But I got a feeling some of y'all are going to say, step up and say, you know what? It's time for me to get off the bench. It's time for me to get, off. It's time me to get in the game. It's time for me. When the opportunity arises again, I'm not going to sit back on the knock not all along. I'm going to serve my God. Somebody shout that boy was preaching. 
final point. I didn't tell you the final point was two pages long, but it's the final point. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. We're in the middle of the church of Laodicea. I'm talking about churches that used to be on fire, just lukewarm now. Huh? I'm talking about Pentecostal churches, people going to Pentecostal churches for years that don't even know it's Pentecostal. Huh? You meet them, you ask them where they go to church, they tell you, and they go, you look at it because you know they don't like Pentecostal churches. You're like, what? You going away? Because you know what they used to be. They get to talking to you, and you get to realizing They've been going all that time. They ain't heard that preacher preach one time on laying hands on the sick. They ain't heard that preacher preach one time on the gifts of the Spirit, tongues and interpretation, prophesying, gift of faith, gift of healing. Come on, I wish I had some Holy Ghost people up in this house that's thankful that we still got some spiritual church. There's a shaking going on. The Bible said yet once more, once, once, when God says once more, he means once more. So why would he talk about a shaking, that everything that can be shaken will be shaken, and to that which cannot shake and remains, Hebrews chapter 12, if he meant that was going to happen 1,500 years ago, and then we could just all shake to the to the end of time, and ain't nothing. No, 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 no. If he's only going to do it one more time, if he's going to, the Bible says, not only shake the earth, but heaven and the earth, everything that's temporal will be done away with. If he's only going to do that once, it makes sense. That it's going to be the last generation. And if we're in the Laodicean church. Then we've got at least one foot into it. But I'm going to tell you something. Sometimes you got to go back. To understand. Where you're at. See. The great thing that theologians believe about the final church dispensation. The Laodicean church. Is most people that believe that believes. That the Laodicean church will also have a remnant of a spillover from the Philadelphian church, which was the sixth church. That there will still be people left over from the age of Philadelphia that will be the force that brings about repentance in the midst of the Laodicean church. So let's go back. And end with this. So the church of Philadelphia is the sixth church. The sixth stage of the dispensation of the local church. Listen to what it says. Verse 7. And to the angel of the church of Philadelphia write. Revelation chapter 3. These things say who is holy and who is true. He who has the key of David. Somebody said the key of David. Now watch this. How many of you don't need a key unless it's meant to unlock something? He who has the key of David, he who opens and no man shuts and shuts and no one opens. Oh, y'all, y'all, did y'all hear what I just said? I'm talking about we serve somebody that's got keys that can open doors that no president, no senator, no somebody in Hollywood, no somebody on your Spotify list. I'm your mama, your daddy, your granddaddy, they can't open it. He says, I know your works. You got to get this. I have set before you. What? Say it loud. What? In other words, it would make no sense. If the door could have been opened by us. Because if we can do it on our own, we'll do it. That's right. We only ask God to help us when we exhausted everything we can do. That's right. The rest of y'all lying. The rest of the one that said amen. The rest of you just lying. He said, I want you to know, I didn't bring you to a door. To only to have you stand there and wonder how you're going to get to it. I have the keys. Not only does he have keys of David, which by the way, spoiler alert, the key of David is worship. 
He said, let me tell you something. The way you get in, most doors, is you worship your way in. You bring thanksgiving. Enter into his courts with thanksgiving. In, come on. In, into his gates with praise. I probably got it backwards. Watch this. Keys. Keys. Some of y'all scared of somebody that ain't got any keys to his own house. You let the devil get in your house, unlock your doors with key, with your keys. Because he ain't got keys to get in. Jesus went down there and took his keys. Oh, Lord. I, mean, I, I can feel it. I done lost a lot of y'all. Y'all ready to, by this time, y'all Y'all done used to just going ahead and changing channels and, you know, falling asleep on the couch and getting, getting y'all in the bag of Doritos. I'm sorry I'm not serving Doritos in the house of God. You're going to have to help me and stay with me for another five minutes. How many give me five minutes? How many give me five minutes? Five minutes. Five minutes. Five minutes. Y'all help me preach. Here it is. Here it is. I set you, I set before you an open door. That no one can shut. So how in the world have we come to a place where we feel like the devil has shut the doors of the church? The devil can't shut the doors of the church. Huh? No one can shut it. For you still have a little strength. You have kept my word and have not denied my name. Indeed, I will make those of the synagogue of Satan who say they are Jews, the chosen ones, and are not, but lie. Indeed. Oh, y'all ain't hearing this because y'all don't read it, but you ain't never got it. But you're going to get it now. Indeed, I will make them come and worship before your feet and to know that I have loved you. Because you have kept my command to persevere. I will also keep you, listen to the promise, from the hour of trial which shall come upon the whole world to test those who dwell on the earth. In other words, Jesus is saying to the church, to those who follow the principles of the church of Philadelphia, hold on. It looks like doors are being shut all over the world. It looks like everything is infected, fear and danger and death, but you hold on, persevere because I got news for you I'll never let you go through a trial that I will not provide a way of escape, it's going to come on the whole world, it's going to come on the whole earth but in the middle of Laodicea I'm going to raise up a Philadelphian church that's going to make the Laodicean people know that I have loved you and they're going to turn their wicked ways. Now what does that mean? Cause them to come at your feet and worship you and know, worship at your feet and know that I have loved you. Not worship you. That, that You go study that, it means to acknowledge. To acknowledge. Humble themselves and say, I was wrong. I should have listened. I'm going to tell you, I love our nation. If you hate our nation, I don't know what's wrong with you because you ain't never been to another another nation. You ain't never been to a third world country. I say, well, you think we've got problems? You think you know what persecution? You're persecuted because you had to stay home and watch Netflix? That's your persecution? You ain't watched your children die of hunger. You ain't watched your family swell up to they, to they explode and die in your arms. You couldn't get a haircut. Come on. 
I think I will. I love our country. We got issues. We got bad issues. We got things that's going on that's demonic. What you gonna do? What you gonna do about it? You gonna walk on in that door with them? Are you gonna are you gonna be the light? You're gonna be the salt. See, see, somebody just slipped right, right, right across your mind because you heard me say Philadelphia. What's the first thing that came to your mind? Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. The city of brotherly love. Do you know, we know that, but you'd be surprised how many people don't really know the significance of Philadelphia. Philadelphia is where we signed the Declaration of Independence. The forefathers said, when we sign this document declaring our freedom, listen to what some of the forefathers wrote, and I paraphrase and combine their thoughts, but this is fact. We believe that we are, as a nation, the manifestation of the Church of Philadelphia. That we, as a nation, have been raised up by God to prepare the world for the Laodicea that's coming. So therefore, where we sign this document and create a new nation, we will forever put a stamp on it so that people will remember when they read the church of Philadelphia, their mind will go back to the city of Philadelphia and they will have to understand the mindset of the people in that day. Were they perfect? Listen, don't make me go down that road and debate it. Of course they were not. Were, were there things that were going on? Yeah. But the bottom line is this. We have a country today because those imper imperfect people signed the document in a place named after the sixth church of the book of Revelation that was the promised church to withstand and to walk through an open door. Some of those men stood up and said, we believe that God has opened up a door to this nation and has set before us an open door. What we do with this door will forever determine our legacy. Now listen to this. You study Bible prophecy? You read about Jordan. China, Israel, Iraq, Iran, Russia. I could go on and on. But there's one country you don't read about. I'm sorry. You don't read about us. Now, don't, don't, you, you, I know you're going to pop that one scripture up that says Israel's going to rise up on the wings of an eagle. And that's us. And it, it might be. But you would think the most powerful, prominent country in the entire world, which is who we are. Everybody else wants to be like us, model us. We fund more than any other country in the world. You would think in God's infinite knowledge, he, he would know where we would be in the end times and he would have at least mentioned us, but we're not in there. Now, why are we not in there? I don't know what that means. I don't know if it means the church is going to be raptured and then, then of course, there ain't nothing going to be left to protect this country and it's going to go under. I don't know if it's tied to people who are, who are trying to destroy our connection with the nation of Israel when God Whoever blesses you, I'll bless you. Whoever curses you, I'll curse. I don't know where it's coming from. I don't know if it's a, the decline that we see happening before us, our very eyes, the church walking through doors, letting people, letting things come in our ears and our eyes that are infecting us. We turn our faith away from God, put our faith in man, and we see our freedoms crumbling. We see our country crumbling all around us. I don't know what direction it's coming from, but I can tell you this. My God, if I'm breathing, I'm going to preach Jesus to the day I die. I'm telling you, if they come in, they arrest me, and they put me in the prison because I preach Jesus. I believe I got a church that'll try to bail me out. I got news for you. Get up on your feet right now. If you're going to do what God's told you to do, put your hands up and say, Jesus, I will follow you no matter what. Keep your hands up, Father, in the name of Jesus right now as our hands are up. It's a sign of surrender. It's a sign of brokenness. All over watching on our online campus, raise your hands. Raise your hands. Come on, keep them up. Come on, keep them up. I want everybody to pray this prayer because I believe as a nation we need to repent. We're gonna, if you need personally to repent, this is for you as well. You know where your heart is right with God. If there's sin in your life, you need to give it to Jesus today. But I believe as a nation we need to repent. As a people, we need to repent. Everybody, let's say it. Jesus, in this world, 
of confusion and doubt. I submit myself wholly to you. I ask you, Jesus, to forgive me of my sins. Every sin I've ever committed, I give them to you, Lord. Because you paid the price for me. And as our nation is walking through the most uncertain times, we speak as a church. We know we need you now more than ever. So on behalf of our nation, we repent for turning from your ways. And we say, our house will turn towards you. And we will be a light and we will be salt. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, give him a shout of praise. Hallelujah. If you put that prayer online, it's very, very important. Just everybody remain standing. If you, it's very, very important you let us know. Because I'm going to encourage everybody here, if you prayed a prayer of repentance today and gave, got your life right with God, whether you were born again or rededicated your life to God, if you got to do it through a mask, it don't matter. Stop at somebody today and say, pray for me, I gave my life to Jesus. If you're watching online, let us know. Let us know you prayed that prayer. Just say, I just gave my life to Jesus so we can rejoice with you. Come on. Put it, give, us, give us a comment on YouTube or, or Facebook so we can rejoice with you. We thank you so much. Anything I'm forgetting? Wednesday night will be online. Uh, we, we don't know when we're going back to in person on Wednesday night. Wednesday night's online right now. Here's a crazy question. How many enjoy being back in the house of God today? I want to speak a blessing over you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I bless the folks that came out today that made that decision to come into the house of God today. I plead the blood of Jesus over them. I pray a spirit of protection over them. I pray a hedge of protection over them. No virus shall come now their dwelling, God. Lord, I thank you, Lord, they'll go home today and know that they are protected. Their children are protected. Their families are protected. For God, they came to the house of God, and I believe they go home today whole and even stronger than when they got up this morning. In Jesus' name, everybody said, Amen. Amen. God bless you. Have a great day.